Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. This is episode 137. How are you doing this evening, Nick? You know, one of my favorite stories from uh, the uh, pandemic was, it was, so NFL players at home were, were basically sent workouts by their coaching staff. They had to film them to make sure they were doing them, right? Be contractually obligate, obligated to do them. Rob Gronkowski, though, because he's a smart man, took all of his workouts that he had to do in the offseason, and he filmed them all in one day, like all of his running workouts. And he just changed shirts and made it look like it was a different video. And then every day he would just send the videos to the coaching staff, and they'd be none the wiser. Yeah, that's uh sounds like Rob Gronkowski. That, <laughs> that dude just trying to cut corners. Naturally gifted, always hurt. Arguably the greatest tight end of all time. So it makes sense. Speaking of, is Rob coming back from all for for to help Tom Brady <laughs> with all those? Catches? Not with this. Not with this Bucks team. <laughs> He's he saw the writing on the wall. My He's, man is like, I'm not getting beat up for this team. He's going to wait until they're a little bit better. If he came back, he's averaging 10, 103 touchdowns a game, right? 100%, yeah. Like, there's literally no one else. All right, Eric, how are you doing this evening? Uh, doing good, doing good. Uh, solified a 3-0 start in fantasy, so Zeke finally had a good performance, even though his game's been god-awful. But uh, anyway, we're going to move into a comedian with E. We're going to start off with that this week. Um, I don't know. I'm sure most of our listeners, or at least a good portion of our listeners, have the NFL Sunday ticket, which they just gracefully sent me an email saying they're going to refund me for the issues that we had week one. I don't know if you guys are aware, uh, but week one, it wasn't working. So people were paying $400, and they um, couldn't watch football on Sunday. So this is the last year that DirecTV has the rights to the NFL Sunday ticket. And for the community with E, I'm just kind of curious as to see who do you guys think should get the rights to the Sunday ticket? So ESPN has Sunday night, Monday night football, right? Uh, no, ESP, uh, they have Monday night. Sunday night is uh, NBC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon has Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. So Fox and CBS have the Sunday morning and afternoon games. NBC is Sunday night. ESPN is Monday night. Amazon is Thursday. And DirecTV has Sunday night ticket. Now, Eric, have you found Sunday, any Sunday odds? Ticket, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What is it? Uh, NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. That's right. what I said. Okay. Yeah. Eric, Eric, can you find odds on this? Uh, let's see if I can pull it up. I will say that I th- I've read somewhere that Apple is the front runner for Sunday ticket. Uh, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. I was going to say YouTube TV. YouTube and Google, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah, Hulu, Hulu is probably definitely in there as well. Okay, so um, I do have the odds here. Um, let's go here. You can bet anything. I fucking love it, bro. <laughs> After this, can you look up Lithuanian table tennis between minutes, please? Once I figure out how to spell Lithuanian, I got. It. <laughs> Sorry, little people. Dwarves. <laughs> Dwarves. All right. So, excuse me. 
uh, Amazon has the best odds at, well, I think best odds at two to one. Really? Yeah. Um, so they think Amazon is going to get it to go with I, Thursday I, Night Football. I think, I think Amazon is going to get it. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys the odds and then I'm going to chip in here. So Amazon two to one, Disney slash ESPN slash ABC company, five to two odds. Previously two to one, odds have dropped. Apple three to one, previously fifteen to one, and then Directv to to retain its rights four to one. Not a chance. No, no, not, absolutely not, not a chance. Oh, there's a couple more. I will say this right now, Eric. I don't mean to cut you off. I'll let you get mm-hmm. the rest of the odds out. If Directv continues their running of NFL Sunday Ticket, I'm done watching football. <laughs> like that's it bro i'll go to the bars every once in a while i'm not paying for sunday ticket anymore i'm not watching the saints games i'm i'm just gonna be whatever team is on table that's who my favorite team is that week i'm done mm-hmm. it's the app is never okay go ahead give me the odds eric i'll get into that. Right. so comcast slash peacock slash nbc um 10 to 1 odds netflix and youtube tv 15 to 1 odds and Google, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Because um, Google owns YouTube, doesn't it? Yeah, but they these they can keep companies separate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then Google has forty to one odds, even though YouTube TV has fifteen to one odds. But uh, those are all the odds for the major ones. But let me ask you guys a question: You're the NFL. You're a multi-billion-dollar organization. You have the infrastructure. You have the app. Why don't you just make it its own service? Fifteen ninety nine a month, nine ninety nine a month. I don't know. People are gonna buy it. People want to uh, see their team play football. It's super easy. They don't have to establish the infrastructure. Infrastructure is key. You don't have to establish the infrastructure for the cloud. You don't have to start up a whole new division. You don't have to have the constant updating of the software environment. You don't have to have the security retrospective of it. Um, I mean, there's a whole lot of benefits to it. NFL Plus already kind of sucks. Every time I went into that app, you couldn't get it to cast anything. So they're going to have big-time heartaches if they're going to try to do it themselves. Also, also, they signed a 25-year contract with DirecTV for Sunday Ticket. Now, the year is 2022 where billion-dollar contract rights are being thrown around left and right. Live television is the only thing people are tuning in for because of the streaming streaming apocalypse is how they want to frame it. So these companies, you just named the biggest companies in the world. In the world. They're going to be throwing a large amount of money at the NFL and the NFL doesn't have to do anything. So I'm going to read something that I just read to you guys updated eight days ago. NFL Sunday ticket. What Roger Goodell's words, NFL Sunday ticket in 2023 will be through a streaming service. He told Brian Steinberg of CNBC that he hopes to have a done deal before the end of the fall. And reports that Apple TV as the front runner. There you go. Yep. 
So Apple TV is the favorite, although three to one odds is not better than two to one. I will say, <laughs> I'm gonna say Amazon has has the. They have, in my opinion, they have the leg up. They have this built-in subscriber base already with the Amazon Prime Prime Video, right? And during uh, COVID, everyone had Amazon. They were they upped that package. The amount of money that Amazon can throw at things now, um, I would not be shocked if Amazon got this deal done. So Amazon's deal for Thursday Night Football alone was one billion for Thursday Night Football alone. Looks like Apple has put two point five billion on the table for Sunday ticket rights. Wait, wait, two point five billion a year, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, two point five billion a year. Oh, okay, (laughs) that seems low. But for for every game, it says Apple director says if they get the contract, they are looking to significantly slash the three hundred year three hundred per year price for the package. Okay, well then I'm pro Apple. Yeah, because they can. <laughs> yeah, because they can. So, so look at this. It, I just looked it up. Sunday Ticket has less than two million subscribers a year. If you pay for the Red Zone and the Fantasy Package, it's about four hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's eight hundred million dollars. If Apple pays two hundred bill or two billion a, a season, yeah, they can slash prices. They don't care because they'll get more subscribers with a, a cheaper price. Yeah, so if they do have a cheaper price, they will get more and, subscribers. And I, I think those numbers are a little fl- not flawed or skewed or whatever, but I think you have to take into consideration who the fuck has cable nowadays. Like seriously, who the fuck has a dish or, or on their wall anymore? Like I think it's a dying thing. I think moving to the streaming platform will definitely bring in a much more clientele. I know Directv has started selling it as a streaming service the last like two three years. It's god awful. It fucking freezes all the time. It boots you all the time. It doesn't work. But with these companies that have the built-in infrastructure, it's going to bring in a flock of people, especially if they cut the price and it makes it so much easier to access. Well, uh, so the streaming service for DirecTV has been around for much longer than three years. Um, And DirecTV has the infrastructure because DirecTV is (laughs) AT&T. I don't understand what DirecTV is doing with this. The app has never changed. When, have you ever seen the, the Sunday ticket app change? The logo hasn't even changed. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it, it was the same in 2012 when I was getting student pricing for it. <laughs> like, that's nuts. It's unbelievable what they are doing with this. Uh, it's really crazy to me that a big company like that can be fumbling it. Um, I'm pro Apple now because they're, they're talking about slashing the price. But you said they have two million subscribers. Um, how are they going to increase that number? Do you really think just because they're going to switch to Apple that more people are going to subscribe to football? Haven't we been just talking about the last two shows about how you know parents are not having their children play and, and this and that and the other? So where are they going to get the? What are they? How are they going to beef up their numbers to make it worth the two point five billion dollars? If there's a company that can do it, I think Apple is the one that can market it, do the right price structure, do the right. You know, you only pay us eight ninety nine a month, right? 
all year. And, and that's easy for most people to do. Well, if you work at fucking McDonald's, you can afford $8.99 a month for a streaming service. So I think I think lowering that price from the you know 400 to whatever reasonable number it would be is going to get more people that just can't, that simply don't get it based off the fact that they really can't fit it into their budget. And think about this. Apple TV Plus has 40 million subscribers right now. Yeah, but it's not going to be built into the Apple TV Plus price. It'll just oh. be like an extra package. You click a button, boop, now you have the Sunday ticket. Yeah, yeah, there's because <laughs> ooh, Apple TV would be about to get real expensive if it's combined. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's going to be combined, but I'm just saying, like, for people that already have Apple TV and maybe don't have Sunday ticket, because I know a bunch of my friends, you guys included, that have Apple TV. And you guys have Sunday Ticket, but a bunch of my friends that have Apple TV don't have Sunday Ticket. I guarantee you they'll be more they'll be, they'll they'll want to get it more on a clean user friendly interface. Where, like Eric said, you can click a button and every month you don't have to think about it. It's a hundred bucks. You you can get the Apple TV NFL package and it's a hundred bucks a season. Yeah. Uh, so you really think they're going to slash the price by seventy five percent? No, probably not. I would be shocked because if let's say we went with Eric's price point, the eight ninety nine, so that's nine nine bucks a month. So I put you around one hundred eight dollars a month, not include not including taxes. So you went from four hundred to one hundred and eight. Seems like a silly business model. <laughs> I so what I'm I'm not in favor of paying every month when football won't be around. So that's going to be a real annoyance for me. Um, are they going to allow me to cancel in the off months or do I have to pay on those months? So that'd be something that's interesting to me. Um, so I, I think the price point will be 20 to $25. When the NBA moved or created the league pass and they moved it to a almost fully digital uh, platform, it increased by 30%. Subscribers number increased by 30%. All right. So 30% of 2 million. Mm, what is that? Thirty percent of two million. That's what? Just over two point five. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, just over two point five million that they would get. All right, so two and times twenty five. Twenty five. Let's say that's twenty five bucks a month times twelve. So three hundred dollars. And yeah, it's increased sounds- every year since they've done it. So thirty percent in the initial push, and it's increased every year since. They have a high retention rate. It looks like they have a high retention rate, and they still bring on new people every year. Now, the sport of basketball, in my opinion, is growing bigger worldwide than football is, so that might have something to do with it, but it might help going into a digital platform. No, it'll definitely help. It'll definitely help. Like The Sunday Ticket app is horrendous, and, and there's, there's one thing that, although Prime Video's app is also kind of trash, like yeah, for a big company, I don't know why Amazon Prime's interface is so trash. But Prime Video is trash. <laughs> they have a lot of great stuff on there. I was going through it last night, just sitting there like, yo, there's a lot of stuff on here, but the interface is terrible. Um, Apple Plus is, honestly, I think Apple being the front runner kind of makes the most sense, especially if they're going to slash the price. The $20 a month price point, although I don't want to pay when fo- if I'm paying when football's not on, I'm going to be very annoyed. <laughs> 
but that would put it at two hundred dollars. Oh, I, I don't know if that's what they're gonna do. That was just me saying that's the way they could work it out. You know, they might just charge you like NBA League Pass. I have it. They only charge me during the season. Yeah. So, two hundred and forty bucks for a price point for Sunday ticket would be outstanding. I wonder if they can do some sort of where, hey, I only want to pay for the Saints games, right? Maybe That'd I can be a just, dope idea. Maybe I can just pay for the 17 game package for just the saints game and only get that, you know, given to me. MLB, like MLB TV does that. MLB TV does do that. And that's one of the best MLB TV <laughs> does not get enough pub. No. What an outstanding fucking app that is. And they could do, you know, if you only want to watch your team pay for that package, but you still get access to the red zone. So you can still see the other score. Oh yeah, you can, and then you can add the red zone on for an extra, whatever. X amount. Yeah. All right. If you're listening to this, and we know you are, Apple and Amazon, holla at your boy, and J motherfucking C, and I'll get you set up on how to get all this shit good to go. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple. Talk to the users. That's what I don't understand. Eric and I were talking about this. The sleeper app, they constantly they constantly talk to their users and it keeps getting better and better. And oh, who knew that if you ask people, hey, what do you like? How can we fix it? <laughs> like, who knew you'd end up with a great product that people like to use? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Okay. So before we get there, Eric, you said two to one for Amazon. I'm going to stick with my original choice. I'm sticking with Amazon. I'll take two to one odds. Nick, who do you want on this? Well, we got 15 to one, right? For YouTube TV, correct? YouTube TV? Yeah. Give me 15 15 to one YouTube TV. Hey, 15 to one YouTube TV. I like, you love to see it. (laughs) All right, Eric. uh, Obviously, you know the question. Who do you got? I think the ABC company is going to win out because they have ESPN and they have Hulu. They have one of the biggest. Uh, you know, subscribe by bases already, and I think they'll do. I think ABC or Disney or whoever the fuck it is will now throw down the money to get it, and they'll get it. Interesting, interesting. As if Disney wasn't a big enough monopoly already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our communion with EA segment. Sorry, that wraps up Eric's communion with EA segment, and now we will go ahead and get into the head-to-head review. Eric, give us the breakdown. Okay, so the last time you guys saw us was we had just put in our week two uh, head-to-head. We skipped week three. So for week two, Jermaine had the Colts minus four. <laughs> uh, that that was a big fat L. They scored zero points that game. Um, Nick uh, had the New England Patriots minus one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That did hit. And I had the Miami Dolphins money line against the Baltimore Ravens with a magical comeback. Uh, that hit, so I'm sitting at two and zero. Oh. Nicolas is at one and one, and the big fella is at zero oh and two. Unfortunately, things came up; we couldn't record, so we don't have week three. But we will give you guys week four this week, and not, uh, hopefully not, 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 not. You guys both get L's for not being able to show up week three, and I get a dub. No, sir. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'll give, I'll give it to him. Nah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll give you guys. I'm not sure if we're gonna, we're not gonna go straight into the head to head. We'll do a week four. Um, no, we'll for, go through week four. You got the odds yeah, up for everything. I do have the odds up for the week. Um, I will let you guys stall it. Nick, take it away. 
Wait, you have the odds up. Though. You have the odds. Oh, you guys want me to go through? Them? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You see my you look can't. of shock. I've never like, had this. I've never had this much confusion. When I was like, when I was like, I'm waiting for the odds to make my bets. Sir. I was like, we don't even All know right. what game we're on. <laughs> All right. That was that was a Freudian slip, fellas. It was a Freudian slip. Um, no, so I have the odds up here. I'm not gonna go based on game time order. I'm gonna go based off what DraftKings has here. They do a pretty good job of keeping it in order. So we're gonna start with the Thursday game. Is the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals? Miami are plus three and a half dogs. The over under is 47. And money line is Miami plus 150, Cincinnati minus 175. Miami is plus three and a half. Plus three and a half, Miami is minus 115. Someone don't pass the smell test here. It's because they think Tua is not going to play, but coach already came out and said Tua didn't have a concussion. He had a back strain and he will be playing. So do we see how much do we wait and see how much this line shifts by Thursday? I would love to see how the sharps bet this. Do you have Nick? Can you, I don't know if you can or not, but what was the opening line for this dolphins game? I can hold on one sec. This dolphins. This Dolphins game opened. It's money line. This Dolphin game opened plus one and a half, Miami. Plus one and a half, Miami. Plus one and a half, Miami. It has since moved to plus three and a half, Miami. What am I missing? Yeah, Tua has to be out for that kind of line change. It's a two point line change. It usually happens when the quarterback switches out. Is Tua. Playing Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, just got, I just got an update on my phone that uh, whoever the fuck I can't remember the dude's name. He's a cool coach. Whoever Mike the coach McDonald. is, yeah, McDonald said Tua will be playing. McDaniel. He is not in cook. He's not. He's not Mike, in concussion protocol. Mike McDaniel, <laughs> McDonald, Mike old McDonald had a farm. E i e i o. All right, had so Tua, he's on concussion protocol. E i e i o. So he passed concussion tests, status for Thursday unclear due to back and ankle. So that's six hours. Um, and it said Dolphin Stark seven hours ago could miss Thursday night's game. I, I just I, I don't see maybe a short week for Tua. That's why we're a little nervous. Yeah, and that that's what could affect his availability for sure. But I mean, he's uh, look, he's got to be pretty hurt with the back and ankle for him to miss it. Tua misses games all the time. I'm gonna stay away from this game. I don't want anything to do with the the over 47 is a great line, but if Tua doesn't play, I don't know how confident I am. The Miami Dolphins can't run the football. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they can't run the football, but they can't run the football. Right. And if Tua doesn't play, I think on the road in Cincinnati, the Bengals, I don't know, seem to be getting it right, I guess. Um, it was the Jets. Everyone gets it right against the Jets, right? Um yeah, I'll stay away from this. I don't want anything to do with it now that I know about this Tua situation. Let's go ahead and move into the next game. Uh, so the next game uh, is going to be our first London game. It's the uh, Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints in London. 
Minnesota is minus three at minus 110. New Orleans Saints are plus three at minus 110. The over-under is set at 44. And money line is Vikings minus 150. Saints plus 130. Vikings minus 150. Saints plus 130. Um, God. If Dalvin Cook was not hurt, I'd hammer the Minnesota Vikings. But it makes it incredibly interesting. The injury report for the Saints is, like I've been saying, beating a dead horse. It's outrageous. I think Minnesota Vikings here are the play. Um, Yeah, and I think the Minnesota Vikings win by a lot. I don't want to touch this game. London game. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Okay. You know, Jameis Winston could end up throwing for six touchdowns. <laughs> so it's in London. I'm telling you, here's the crazy thing. Jameis Winston won't play because everyone's calling for them to bench him for whatever reason, as if as if he's the problem for this team. It has nothing to do with the fact that they can't stop the run or the offensive line can't stop a nosebleed. But they want to bench Jameis. Imagine Jameis gets benched and then Andy Dalton steps in. Andy Dalton's gonna throw six touchdowns. <laughs> like that, that's how ridiculous it is. Right. Because it's London. Um, I don't want anything to do with this. I do want to see the Chris Olave props, Eric. Do you have those? Let me see if I can get player props. If not, we can just keep pushing out. Uh, just give me a sec. Give me a sec. Uh it's not giving them to me right now. I think they just haven't released them yet. That's all it is. Oh, that's right. It's still early on. Yeah, it's hard to get the player props this early in the week. But uh, moving on to the next game, uh, 10 a.m., Jacksonville Jaguars going into the Philadelphia Eagles. Jags plus 6.5, minus 110. Philly minus 6.5, minus 110, over under 48.5. Eagles money line minus 280. Jags money line plus 235. I'm smashing the Philly below the number. No, Philly I mean, below I mean, the number. I mean, I mean, we are, we are one. One is. I know. I already did. I already bet Philadelphia minus six and a half in this game. You bet Philadelphia minus six and a half. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking that plus six and a half is a great number for the Jaguars at home. I know Philly. it's at home. At home, at-, at home, unbeaten Philly minus six and a half against Jacksonville. Doug Peterson revenge game. Don't care. I don't. So, look, Philadelphia has done well this season. Uh, I'm not ready to just completely buy all this hype, though. Why is that? Because you guys gave up 35 points to Detroit Lions. Now you're right. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, listen, I I didn't want to say anything because I know you guys, you know, you have your issues with me and my fandom. But I am not buying the hype. All right. Many, I need to see many, yes, I need to many see issues. Twelve weeks of this before I buy any type of hype. No, not not twelve weeks. I mean, you've held the last two games to seven and eight, but it yeah, was it we, we was, talked about it. Jonathan prim- Gannon ran a bunch of zone against the Lions. They were digging and dunking, receivers were running all over the place. We switched it. We're playing man now. We got two of the baddest corners in the league. Yeah, but it's also primetime Kirk Cousins. And Carson Wentz. (laughs) You you understand what I'm saying? This is the Trevor Lawrence prove it game. We are going to find out if Trevor Lawrence is going to be that dude in this game. 
I won't take the bet since Nick is on the Philadelphia minus six and a half line. I'm not that convicted on Jaguars plus six and a half, but <laughs> monitor the line. If you see a if you see a point switch, if people are betting Philadelphia like Nick minus six and a half, and you get to a plus seven and a half Jaguars, hammer. Uh, just just to actually probably the uh, counterpoint to me, Trevor Lawrence this season. 772 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. That's 103 quarterback rating. <laughs> and he has a 70, he's a 69.4% completion percentage. Yeah. Uh, Lute, this this Jaguars team, I loved what they, they did with the defensive side of the football. Obviously, they still have things they need to fix. That you don't fix everything in one season. Christian Kirk is uh shitting on all of us. And justifying the hell out of that contract, Zay Jones is is become a revelation the last two seasons. Now, last year was in Las Vegas. This year, it's in Jacksonville. Uh, Evan Ingram seems to be able to catch the football. Uh, he used to be captain drops. All of a sudden, he can catch the football. Uh, James Robinson, Achilles Schmachilles, I guess. Does that is he going to be the first running back to come back from an Achilles tear and just be absolutely savage? I was just going to bring that up. The dude's eating every week. He's just eating. He looks faster now. <laughs> he's he's recovering from an Achilles injury. He looks faster now. It's all a deer <laughs> antler spray. <laughs> deer antler. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, this Jaguars team is fun to watch. Quay Walker, the uh. Number one overall pick uh, looks like he's going to be a problem. Uh, real fun. The Eagles are the class of the NFC right now. So if, if they lose this game, the NFC is in for a weird season. And, and that's only because all these other teams have been so shit. Well, we knew Green Bay wouldn't be good. Uh, San Francisco, we kind of expected to not be good because of Trey Lentz, but – I don't think we saw Jimmy G being in due to season ending and then them still being, but, um, you know, Tampa Bay, it's pretty hard to win without wide receivers in today's football. (laughs) It really is. Uh, ask the Tennessee Titans. They look completely lost without AJ Brown. Um, yeah. The NFC man. What a, what a question mark. (laughs) What a question mark. It's ours for the taking. All right. We're going to move into the next game. Uh, another 10 a.m. game, the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo Bills minus three and a half at minus 110. Ravens plus three and a half at minus 110. Over under 51 and a half. Baltimore Ravens money line plus 155. Bills money line minus 180. Pass. Ravens money line. Oh, yeah, I could, I could see that, but I'm going to pass on the game. Ravens money line, hammer the over. What was the over, Eric? 50, 51 and a half. Yeah, I'm not scared. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the next game. Uh, Seattle Seahawks going into Detroit. Detroit minus five and a half, minus 115. Seahawks plus five and a half, minus 105. Over, under, set at 50 even. Lions money line minus 245. Seahawks money line plus 205. Man, the Lions are getting five and a half points against the Seahawks. Incredible, right? Where did this are, come from? Are they even are they really that different of a football team? These two teams? 
All right, good. All right, good talk. I don't think so. They're the same I, team. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I think the I think the Lions have an outstanding two-headed monster in the run game. DeAndre and, Swift's and, out. Is out again? DeAndre <laughs> Swift's probably going to be out until uh, the Dallas game after the bye week. <laughs> I, hate the, I hate the NFL so much, dude. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I don't know, man. This is such a bad game. In in when it's two teams like this, I usually like to take the team that's getting the points. So Seahawks plus five and a half seems like the play here. Um I think I'm gonna stay away though from it. So the Seahawks yeah. scored seven against the Niners. That's a division matchup, but then they lost by four to the Falcons at home. Uh, I'll stay away. If anything, maybe a Detroit money line in a parlay, but that Seahawks five and a half is is a is kind of a brilliant lay. So, all right. So moving into the next game, we have the uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. Chargers minus five, five over under forty four and a half. Chargers money line minus 225, Texans money line plus 190. What is the status of Justin Herbert? That's exactly what I was about to ask. Is Justin Herbert playing? Let's see. Oh, he's active there. I don't know, man. Eric, you said that he left the game against the Jaguars? Did he finish the game? He came back. He just got banged up. They were beating him up all game. And that's yeah. not good. Already on already on injured ribs. Oh man. And Rashawn Slater, the left tackles out. They're playing the Houston Texans. An oddly, <laughs> an oddly game team. I want I want to say the Texans. Let me let me double check before I start talking to my ass. I'm trying to see if they covered the spread in every game so far. If the Texans have covered in every game, yeah, I can, I can tell you. Hold on, I'm pretty sure they have, unless the Bears were only favored by like minus one and a half or something. the The Texans have pushed one game, but they are two zero and one against the spread. Correct. Correct. And the Chargers got some two and one. Two and Nick Bosa is out. Keenan out. Okay. Hey. All right. Give me Texans spread. Texans plus five. Okay. They are a spread covering machine this year. I thought they were going to beat the Bears. It looked like they were, uh, and they somehow choked it away in typical Texans fashion. I believe Texans were like nine point dogs against the Broncos. That was another game where Nick Nick and I got into that that double digit point argument. That's another game that covered. Um, yeah, give me the Texans to cover this game. And then we can keep it pushing. I want nothing cool. to do with the over under. Maybe the under. <laughs> Maybe the under in that game. Uh, uh, so moving into the next game, we have the New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jets plus three and a half. Steelers minus three and a half. Over under forty one and a half. Uh, Jets money line plus one forty five. Steelers money line minus one seventy. And this is Steelers at Jets. 
Jets at Steelers. Jets at Steelers. Sorry. Jets at Steelers. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Uh, This is, I think Zipper Zachy Will is supposed to be. uh, He's supposed to be back. I'm supposed to be back in this game. Uh, Everyone's favorite motherfucker is making his return. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Um, oh man. Okay. I'm going to Jets win this game. Lock it in. Jets money line. Would it, would it, would it it change, uh, your, I didn't say lock Eric. Would it it, (laughs) it change your, yeah, Eric's, Eric's like a crack fiend over there. (laughs) Yeah. Lock it in. I need me some locks. Remember, you know, he, tried to get he, he wanted a lock yeah. in episode. <laughs> right. Lock it in. Uh, so, like to talk about rest advantage, rest disadvantage. New York, when playing with the rest disadvantage, three and six since 2019. Pittsburgh, five and one since 2019. Does that change your mind? Is Mitchell Trubisky still playing? <laughs> I believe so, yes. Okay, then not really, dude. Okay. I just there's something off about this Steelers team. They lost to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Like Jadavion Clowney didn't play. Oh, I forgot his name. The defensive tackle didn't play. Like the Browns were down a significant amount of players. And it wasn't close. Now, am I saying the Jets' defense is the Browns' defense? No, I'm not. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky still can't throw to the left side of field. Uh, the Jets' defense is actually actually not as bad as you think it is, despite you know the output that they just had against the Bengals. Um, yeah, this will be my upset of the week. I'll take I'll take the Jets upset of the week. I probably won't bet this head to head, but I just think this there's something about this game I don't trust. Okay. Okay. All right. So moving on to the next game, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons. Browns minus one and a half. Falcons plus one and a half. Over under 49 and a half. Falcons money line plus 100. Browns money line minus 120. Falcons money line. I don't want any part of it. Falcons money line. Miles Garrett's probably not going to play. Um, Car accident. And the Falcons have looked pretty game. If Miles Garrett doesn't play, then the defensive tackle and Jadavion Clowney are out as well. I think Cordero Patterson can have his way with this Browns defense on the ground, which then should open up the play action for Marcus Mariota. Drake London is a lot better than people are giving him credit for. And all of a sudden, everyone chastised Arthur Smith, and he remembered that Kyle Pitts is one of the most dynamic weapons in all of football. So this seems like Brown should win this game. But I don't know, man. I'm going with Falcons money line on that one. I'm not I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to just say I don't want any any part of it. Because <laughs> if we're gonna cover, I want to at least say. Which way I'd lean? Okay. Oh, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting to my parts. <laughs> All right, Don't worry. Moving into the next game, we have the Don't Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee plus three and a half. Indy minus three and a half. Over under forty two and a half. Titans money line plus one fifty. Colts money line minus one seventy five. Because we're a betting podcast, you perfectly transition into it. 
Give me Tennessee above the number, getting three and a half. Give me Tennessee money line. Tennessee has won three straight and four of the last five going into Indy. In Indy. In Indy. Does Taylor Luan's injury sway you? Don't care. I feel like he's injured every single year. Okay. So you have Titans plus three and a half and Titans money line. Titans plus three and a half, Titans money line. That is really going to make this division just absolutely bonkers. <laughs> let's see. So let's see. Titans are one and two. India is one, one and one. God, you got to feel for the Texans. They should have at least one win. <laughs> All right. So Nick's got, got the Titans. I want nothing no, to do with that one. No, I don't know. I, I, I just, this, this Colts team is just god awful. They turned it around all of a sudden. They beat the Chiefs. So anybody can get, do that. I can't get a read. What I'm starting to realize is that Michael Pittman is that dude, and he's better than we give him credit for. And without Michael Pittman on the field, the Colts can't do a goddamn thing. So as long as Michael Pittman plays, they have a shot. Did you see that thing? Not to detour us too much here, but. The USC Trojans ran a lineup of Michael Pittman, Amon Ra, and uh, Drake London for like two seasons and couldn't do shit with them. <laughs> well, you need a quarterback to throw the football. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of important. Pushing on to the next one, we have the uh, Arizona Cardinals heading into Carolina. Cardinals plus one and a half. Carolina minus one and a half. Over under set at forty four. Arizona Cardinals money line plus 105. Carolina Panthers money money line minus 125. Carolina's the favorite. It's incredible. <laughs> Holy shit. What did what, you, you say? Plus one and a half for the Cardinals? Uh, plus one and a half, yes. Give me Cardinals uh, money line. It's a West Coast team traveling East Coast, though. Yeah, but late. We only like it when kickoff. it goes early. 105 kickoff? 405 mm-hmm. kickoff. 105 well, for you. Yeah, 105 for us. All right. All right. So we have one bet on that, Jermaine. Yeah. Uh, dude, give me Cardinals money line. Uh, Baker Mayfield? Nah. <laughs> like, this is just. That man no. is not it. No. That dude is like, his completion percentage is like 50% right now. That's, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals money line. Cardinals, a lot more game than I thought they'd be. Uh, they don't have the same early season magic they usually have. It's probably because Kyler Murray is not studying. <laughs> so, That's maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, so, he got he got too angry. Uh, the dude, the Carolina Panthers defense needs an apology from their offense. <laughs> you're it's you're telling me two years in a row, actually three years in a row that this defense is Since really Matt Rule good. Has taken over. Yep. This defense is really good. And fuck me, dude. How do you have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey, and you can't score the goddamn football. Robbie Anderson can't catch a football. Yeah. Like we went to, to Eric, we went to the Super Bowl with a guy named Ted Ginn. It doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield can't throw the football. bro. That's true. He misses uh, so many wide open people. It's outrageous, dude. I'm not I'm, defending him. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep it pushing into the next game, which is going to be 
the New England Patriots heading into Green Bay. Patriots are plus 10.5. Green Bay minus 10.5. Over under 40 even. New England Patriots money line plus 390. Packers money line minus 490. Mac Jones is probably going to be out. Wow. Green Bay is a 10-point favorite? 10.5-point favorite. Smash. Smash the Patriots line. This line, Jermaine? What did it open as? Do you have that? I do. This line opened at opened oh, at Green Bay minus six and a half. It has since ballooned to Green Bay minus ten and a half. Oh, is Mac Jones hurt still? Yeah. Mac Jones is hurt though, right? Smash the ten and a half. Dude, I'll t- I'll still take anytime I can get ten and a half points in a football game. Smash! I'm it. gonna do it. What like what did the Packers do this past week that gave us any confidence? Don't know. Smash it. <laughs> yeah, what Nick said. New England plus ten. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a fair. Don't think. Just smash. Yeah. I'll same. Smash. Same game parlay. Take take a. What's the point total, Eric? It's real low, isn't it? For that one, it's 40. Ooh. Yeah, that's a little too that's a little too low for my blood. Nah. What you do is you you take New England plus ten and a half, Green Bay, money line, and the under. <laughs> like I okay. I don't know what it is. That Green Bay offense can't score. And if Mac Jones is out, that New England offense is for sure not scoring. Uh all right, let's keep it pushing. All right, so for the next game, next afternoon game is going to be the Denver Broncos uh, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Denver is plus two. Las Vegas is minus two. Over-under is 44.5. Broncos money line plus 110. Raiders money line minus 130. The Denver Broncos have never beaten the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. What is that? What is that, three tries? Four straight. Four straight. Oh wow, they've been playing in Vegas for four years. That's, yeah, that's what I said too. Uh, <laughs> Same person. <laughs> kind of crazy. Uh, no line movement on here. Open uh, minus two. It's minus two right now. Um. So that means the Raiders have to win by three. Just give me, give me Raiders minus two. I'll take the home favorite against a team that's not playing very well. Um. You know, they had a miraculous victory on Sunday night football that arguably they should not have when you win turnover differential three to zero. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to win an 11 to 10 game. Like I said, uh, the Raiders have lost every game by a single score. Um, you know, I think this is this is it. The Raiders get off the schneid. And uh, they reinsert themselves into that division race. So I'll take Raiders minus two. And uh, yeah, I'll ride with you on that one. I do. So you said 44. 44 and a half. I want to say, I want to say the over, but it's a division matchup. Right. And where's the Broncos points going to come from? Yeah. Maybe the under is the move. And the Uh, Broncos have have only allowed 12 points a game this year. Exactly. Yeah. And the so the over under and then yeah, to hammer the under. 44 and a half. <laughs> hammer the under. 
please, for the love of God. Yes. Give me the under. Give me Raiders minus two. Also, fun fact. uh, How many 0-3 teams have made the the playoffs before? Donut. I think it's zero. I don't actually It's zero. And only two. (laughs) And only like, I think it was only like. 4% of 0-10. I think it's 0-2. 4%? 4%? I think it's 4%. I thought it was four teams. My bad. Maybe I read that wrong. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm remembering wrong. So go hammer uh, Raiders not to make the playoffs. Can you get that um, one up for us? It's minus 500. Okay. To not make the playoffs? I was going to say it in my intro, but it's not. the truth isn't worth the squeeze. So Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> minus 500. Yeah, Jesus. minus 500. Hey, lock it. Lock love it. that. Yeah, lock that in. Can, you know. Um, <laughs> All right, so for our last Sunday night game, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kansas City is minus two, Tampa Bay plus two, over under 45. Chiefs money line minus 135. Bucks money line plus 115. Bucks money line minus 115. Bucks are the favorite in this Kansas City Chiefs game. Kansas City just lost to the Colts, though. Bucks are the favorite. No, Bucks are the dogs. They're plus yeah. two dogs. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did I miss? Did I miss? Did I speak well, wrong? I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm trying oh. to figure out. I think you said plus one fifteen is what Tampa Bay is. Yeah, money line is Tampa Bay plus one fifteen. Chiefs minus one thirty five. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I, I if if I had to pick a side, I would I would probably pick Tampa Bay, but plus but plus I I'd, I'd probably pick Bucks money line right now. Uh, this game opened, so it's minus two now. This game opened up plus one and a half for Tampa Bay. Got up to plus two and a half. Now it's coming back down. I don't see Tom Brady losing back to back. Give me Bucks money line. So. I don't really chime in normally here on these picks, but I would say Andy Reid coming off an embarrassing loss. Um, Patrick Mahomes coming off an embarrassing loss. I think that Chiefs minus two is actually phenomenal considering the Bucks have nowhere to throw it to. O-line's kind of banged up. Whose loss was so worse, Tampa sits. Bay to Green Bay or Kansas City to, uh, to the Colts? Kansas to the Colts. You think that's more embarrassing? Yes. So since 2013, which is when Andy Reid took over the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City is winning 57% of their games. They're 24 and 18. They have a 5.6 margin of victory, and they normally beat the spread by two points. Can you give me the number one team since 2013 after a loss? Do, do they have a staple of a coach? Yes. That's the only clue I need. Yes. Mike Tomlin? No. Mike Tomlin is Pittsburgh is sixth, seventh. New England? New England is second. Since 2013. Tennessee. Tennessee is not even up here. Tennessee is actually 33 and 40. Since 2013, the Seattle Seahawks. Are thirty-five and fifteen following a loss? Didn't the Seahawks just lose? Uh oh. 
Did we just discover a trend while looking for trends? <laughs> so the Seahawks lost to the Falcons, and the Seahawks play the Lions. Oh no, Detroit! <laughs> oh no! Since Pete, since Pete Carroll has been a coach, that's 2010. We can go back to 2010. Since 2010, coming off a loss, uh, Seattle is 20 or uh, 48 and 24, good for third in the league. Third in the league. Oh, look. Seahawks plus five and a half looks great now. I'm sticking with that bet. I'm not switching to money line. That looks great. Um, dude, the Colts were supposed to be a good team this year, right? They started slow. Michael Pittman missed the game. They forgot to run the football with Jonathan Taylor. Matt Ryan just decided to not learn how to not fumble the football. I don't know. I, I think scoring six points until pretty much the end of the fourth quarter is more embarrassing against the Packers who only scored 14. Yeah. Then then the then the Colts Chiefs. But I respect that you know betting the Chiefs is smart. I'm just going to go with Tom Brady. That's the only reason why I'm going there. <laughs> That's purely it. Tom Brady will have some sort of referee shenanigans <laughs> and the Buccaneers will win. Yeah. Well, so you both are taking Bucks plus 2. Uh I'm not going to take any action. Okay. All right. I'm, I will, I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. I'll take Bucks plus two. All right. So moving into the Monday night game, the Los Angeles Rams are headed into San Francisco. The Rams are plus two and a half dogs. Niners minus two and a half. Over under 43. Rams money line plus 120. Niners money line minus 140. Okay. So this – some of my friends were asking, like, yo, this is crazy. Hammer the Rams, right? Well, Sean McVay, until last year's playoff victory against Kyle Shanahan, was 0-6 when facing the Kyle Shanahan 49ers. Now, Nick, coming off a loss, how do the 49ers fare? Let's see. When, when Kyle Shanahan has been a coach since when? Ooh, I think 2017. Eric, can you look that up? I think he took over in 2017. Because it was after he blew the Falcons Super Bowl. February 6th, February 6th, 2017 is when he signed the uh, so, to be the so, Niners coach. So 2018. So since 2018. San Francisco is 15 and 16 after a loss. Yeah, the 2017-2018 season. 15 and 16. God damn, Kyle Shanahan, you bum. But Kyle Shanahan beats beats the Rams. Both of these teams are an absolute conundrum. The Rams, the Rams traveling to San Francisco, by the way, have lost the last three games. Man, that is a tough game. What's the over under? (laughs) What's the over under? Oh, sorry, dude. I was just reading my. Uh, it's, uh, for that one, it's gonna be forty three. I was just, I was just looking at Shanahan's coaching record, and it's like, in my head, I thought he was like a phenomenal coach. But he actually hasn't done that great with the Niners. I mean, I know no, he went to the Super Bowl, don't and he went to the, the NFC Championship, but for the rest of it, he's been kind of bad. But anyway, it's forty three, bro, bro. How many football games did you see him start? Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. <laughs> <laughs> like. 
Hey man, his record is way better than it should be. Nah. Also, also, Jimmy G is not that great. Right? True or not? I don't disagree. 20 and 12 last year. That's was that was his touchdowns to interceptions. 20 to 12. I'm pulling it up. I mean, you know, if he could figure out that quarterback situation, he's never going to, but if he could figure it out. Give that man Lamar Jackson. It's a wrap, dude. Boy, Jesus. Yeah. That Kyle Shanahan run scheme with, with Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, you know he loves tight ends, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, that 49ers team would be spooky. <laughs> Were you looking something up, Eric? Yeah, he went 20 and 12. 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Yeah, dude, Jimmy Last year is not that great. I mean, that's why – I mean, we saw him miss throw after throw against the Broncos. Well, the Broncos is a fantastic defense. Jimmy G has only played double-digit games twice in his career. Yeah, that's why That's why Kyle Shanahan's record is that, – that's why you looked it up and you're like, wait a minute. In fact, he's only played more than six games twice. Wow. He's oh. only played more than six games twice? Yeah, 2019 he played 16, 2021 he played 15. You know how crazy that is? <laughs> six five six six three six two. Well, the two is current, so we'll see. Wait, say, say those numbers again. Six and 2014 six, 2015 five, 2016 six. I guess those don't count because Tom. Tom and then yeah. 2017 he played six, 2018 he played three, 2019 16, 2026, 2021 15. And through this season so far, he's played two. Wow. <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy G. That's not too good, eh? Nope, not at all. So I'm going to go ahead and I think Sean McVay's got the proverbial monkey off his back. He's playing with house money. He's a Super Bowl champ. He still has Aaron Donald. He has Bobby Wagner. He's Jalen Ramsey. That team's playing much better. He's got Allen Robinson working. Tyler Higby looks like a revelation. Cooper Cup is an absolute god dog dog. And Cam Akers somehow found the ability to run the football again. I I don't know, man. I'm going to go with Rams. They're the dogs. I don't want anything to do with it, as Nick would say, though. Nothing. Nothing to do with it. All right, well, that's that's going to wrap up the week slate for week four. Or the week four slate, I should have just said. Oof, these lines are. So that means we're going to have to move into our head-to-head picks. Now. Wait a minute. Did, huh? They didn't have Bears and Giants on there, did they? They did not have Bears and Giants, and they still don't have it. I just refreshed it. What about uh, the Cowboys game? Do we do Cowboys Commanders? They haven't put those up yet. Interesting. Do you? I don't know why. Let me, let have me hit refresh. Lines. Let me hit refresh one more time. No, it's fine. Yeah, there's no lines still, unless you have somewhere else, Nick, that you think I could find them. But I've just cool. been using DraftKings as my source for. No. Right. Now, typically, if one of them doesn't have it, it's usually across the board. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Because usually, like, uh, there's not any like. There's no pressing injuries for the Giants or the Cowboys, right? Uh, not that I know of. 
I mean, besides the Dal- Dalton Schultz maybe coming back next week. I don't know if that really oh, impacts the Cowboys that much. Shit, he's a real line mover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll just go ahead and bypass those games. Um, man, that Commanders Cowboys game is going to be pretty interesting because that Commanders that Commanders offensive line got absolutely shell shocked <laughs> against that Eagles team. And then the Cowboys just did that to the Giants. Whenever the Eagles play the Giants, take the sack total over. <laughs> that shit was wild. Uh and then you know it's Bears Giants. Ain't nobody thrilled to bet those games. Let's go ahead and get into head to head, Eric. All right. So getting into head, like I said, current standings are now Jermaine 0 and 2, Nicholas 1 and 1. I'm sitting at 2 and 0. So we're gonna start with uh Jermaine for week four. What is your head-to-head pick? Mm-mm-mm. Man. <laughs> Let me get uh, Raiders minus two. Raiders minus two at what's the line? Raiders minus two at minus one ten. Sure, why not? Damn, that's a great pick. Well, if I'm picking it, it's gonna be wrong. So also, also, I got a dub last week, bro. You guys blew it. That's on you guys. Nick, whenever you're uh, ready, boss. Man, it's a great slate. Jermaine took my uh Jermaine took my pick that I was gonna choose. You know, uh, there's this this handy-dandy stat that I love to throw at you guys every year. We want to take teams, take the next week's spread when the team scores less than 10 points or less the previous week. Do you know that dogs of less than 10 points are 4-0 this year? When scoring 10 points or less the previous week? Say that one more time. When dogs who the previous week scored 10 points or less, are 4-0 and against the spread the week after. Why is my brain not hearing that? Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. That week, week three, the commanders scored less than 10 points. Okay. This week, they are, a, they are plus three dogs, when I saw it on my app, plus three dogs to the Cowboys. Okay. Every dog in that situation has won this year, and there's been four of them. They're 4-0. and Favorites in the same situation, favorites who scored less than 10 points the previous week, are 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. two wins, two losses, and a push. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to be relevant. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were tying that into your head-to-head pick. Oh, I might. You know what? I believe in Jimmy G. Give me San Francisco 49ers minus two and a half. Is it minus two or minus two and a half? Minus two and a half. It's two and a half? Mm -hmm. All right. The line I have is minus two for some reason. So we'll get live updates for head to head next week because the Monday night game will still be going. Um, and then for my pick, I've been sticking with Moneyline Dogs the first two weeks. 
I'm going to stay in that same fashion. I'm going to stay away. I was going to pick Rams money line. Nick took that game. So I'm going to jump up here and I'm going to go Falcons money line plus 100. Okay. Not a bad pick. So for next week, we have Raider. Nick, or sorry, Jermaine took Raiders minus two. Nicholas took 49ers minus two and a half. And I took the Atlanta Falcons money line. Everybody set with their picks. Nobody wants to change it up. Everybody's happy. Best of luck. Best of luck to you, losers. Uh, I just need a win, bro. I'm surprised, Eric, you didn't take the Eagles. Uh, I'm just I'm staying away from betting for my team this year. They I I I'm already too emotionally invested in them personally to start putting money on it. So uh, congratulations mm. to the city of Philadelphia for standing up against Eric uh, <laughs> in his uh, quest to drink the drink the beer uh, and harass the women. <laughs> I must have talked to ten thousand people that night. Every every person I saw, big hug, first time to link, showed him my tattoo, buying drinks, taking shots. I think I blacked out like halfway through the first quarter, to be honest with you. But it was a great experience. <laughs> first time in the link, so that is what it is. Eric, that's you at anything, though. Just take the four, the first quarter of anything and you're blacked out. And yeah, I didn't black out at the NC State game. I didn't fall over. <laughs> yeah, you just tried to fight everyone running down the street. Hey, so... Eric- Eric swears he doesn't fight. So big news. Uh, This weekend, college game day, tune in. Number 10, NC State, goes down to play number five, Clemson. Uh, Send your hopes and prayers to the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, This is a make or break break game for them. On a scale of one to ten, how nervous are you? Oh, ten. You don't think you have any shot? No. Really? No, no, no. Our, our, I've watched the two games that we had against good opponents, good opponents, and our offense cannot get it going. Charleston Southern and UConn, uh, not getting taken into the formula. Our offense cannot get going, and our and we cannot win a shootout with Clemson like Wake almost did last week. Yeah. Okay, I think I'll but, allow it. But number 10 in the country. And if we beat Clemson, let's call it football playoff time, baby. Ooh, but I was looking at the high train man. Begins. You guys have so many ranked teams in that division this year. Should be awesome. Is Pitt in your division? Correct. Mm-hmm. Like conference, conference. Pitt. So uh, for those of you. Listening. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Eric. What, what were what are the other ones? Oh, I don't know. It's it's the ACC. Well, who cares? He's okay. gonna freaking he's gonna freaking boost it up just to just to be like, oh, who cares about it? Uh, Clemson, Florida State, NC State, Wake Forest, and Pitt are all ranked right now. Wow, that should be a bloodbath. Uh, I was going to bring it up on last week's podcast, uh, so a little late. But for those of you who are going to be able to catch Jupiter in the Sky today, 
Uh, you should be in for a real treat. Uh, it's going to be the closest it's been in 49 years, and it won't be this close again for the next 150 years. It's going to be as bright as the moon in the sky, so you should have no problem locating it. You also shouldn't have any issues locating four of Jupiter's moons as well. And if you have binoculars, you should be able to see the stripes on Jupiter. Yep. From what I've even, from what I've read, don't one of which which has life on it. Shout out Europa. Shout out Destiny too. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else for him? Nothing for me. All right, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>